Hi, lovely lady. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I am your host, Stephanie Clarice, and this is a short, encouraging podcast for moms who want to love God, love his holy word, and love their family. How does that sound? Are you ready to start your 500 Seconds to Joy? Then let's dive into today's episode. Hello there, welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I am your host, Stephanie, and I have Marina Hoffman, Dr. Marina Hoffman, joining me on the podcast today, and this was such a beautiful conversation that I had with her. It was lovely, I enjoyed it so much, and she's just a lovely human being that I know you're going to want to get to know. So Marina Hoffman is the author of the award-winning book and video series, Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. She's a professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University, president of Moms for America in Palm Beach County, and a homeschool mom of a three-year-old daughter. You can go check out all the stuff about her, all the things, (laughs) her book, and, um, just everything about her, her amazing testimony. She has a video about it and she'll talk about it here in the interview. God literally saved her life. It's an incredible story, friends. Go to her website at womeninthebible.info and you will learn all about her. And you can get her free video series on women in the Bible at that website that I told you, womeninthebible.info. And she really illuminates the leadership, character, courage, and triumph of women in the Bible in this eight-week Bible study to really inspire women with a message of hope during challenging times. And I know as a mom with little ones at home, it doesn't matter how old your kids are, we have challenges and we need the hope of the gospel. We need the hope contained in the Bible and stories of women just like you and me going about their daily lives and one of those stories is about the midwives in the Bible. I don't want to spoil the story because Marina tells it so beautifully but basically the midwives are faithful to this simple calling, this simple daily task of just being faithful to what they've been called to do, to be midwives. And so if you're listening to this and you're a mom, you've been called to be a mom. It's a beautiful calling. It's a high calling from God and it's a wonderful vocation. So I'm so happy you're here. I really truly am. I think you're going to learn a lot from Marina. I know I did. I was so encouraged and inspired by her story, her testimony, and just all the wisdom she shares about the women in the Bible really got me to think about the Old Testament in a new way. And it's really, really fun when you learn something new about the Bible because it's ever new. It's it's alive. The words on the page are alive and they work in our lives. Teach us something and draw us closer to God. Help us to know and love him more. So we're going to start with the meditation. I've been doing this lately when I have interviews. I start with the meditation just to really center you in God's word and his truth and then Marina is going to open up God's word for us in a new way and you're just going to love it. So let's start with our meditation and then we'll hear from Marina Hoffman. We are letting go of grumbling and complaining. The 
Philippians 2, verses 14 to 16. Do all things without grumbling or questioning, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. I'm going to read this first verse, verse 14 again. Do all things without grumbling or questioning. How often can I say that I do all things without grumbling or questioning? I don't think any of us can say that we do all things that way. But St. Paul's letter to the Philippians encourages them to this high calling of not grumbling, not complaining about things. And he, he says to do this so that we can be blameless and innocent, so we can be children of God without blemish. And we shine as lights in the world. Do you want to shine as a light in the world? I know I do. And the way to do that is to do things without grumbling or questioning and that is so hard when I've changed the millionth diaper when I've cleaned the millionth dish when I've made the millionth snack it is hard to not complain to not grumble to myself or to others to not question and wonder is this enough am I doing enough Does this matter? It's hard to do all things without grumbling or questioning. But Philippians 2.14 commands us that, tells us, this is what you need to do. This is the Christian life. And it's a high calling. But there's an eternal reward for us. So let's let go of grumbling and complaining. Let's embrace this call to shine as lights in the world. Now a moment of wisdom from St. Martin de Porce. He said, everything can be a prayer when offered up to God. Now we pray to the Lord. Let's close with a prayer to him. Jesus, we offer you our very, very selves. We ask you to turn our grumbling into praise, to turn our complaining and questioning into trust. Help us to stay close to you today and every day to offer our motherhood to you, to unite ourselves with your sacred heart. We love you, Jesus, and we praise you in your precious name. Amen. Hey, Marina, welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm so happy you're finally here. We made it work. (laughs) Thank you, Stephanie. It's a pleasure to be with you and your audience. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm so excited because Marina just has this incredible testimony, friends, and just such wisdom. She wrote a book, um, and it's also a video series, and it's called Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. And 
you just have so much you do. I am so impressed by you. And just, I love seeing God working in your life because he is truly working. So let's start with how he's working in your life, Marina. Let's start with your testimony because it's just incredible. So get ready, friends. Buckle up because this is an incredible, wow, just an incredible story. Yeah. So I think, you know, part of my testimony is the blessing that I was able to grow up in a Christian home. And that might not sound dramatic, Stephanie, but what a foundation for my life and for God to build upon. So um, like everyone else, I had struggles, but I was raised in a godly home and had a strong faith. And then eight years ago, I had just finished my PhD and I was finalizing the plans to start teaching at university. And I felt like I had the world before me really after 32 long years of school. And then here we were coming down from a long weekend up north in Canada and some driver lost control and in a split second went over the line on the highway and we had an impact, both of us driving at about 70 miles an hour in our car my husband was the driver and he took the bulk of the hit, but I had a lot of severe injuries. In that moment, I had four lacerations to my bowels from the seatbelt and I had a head injury that led to all kinds of problems. I had almost no executive functioning after the accident. I couldn't speak. I had no memories. I suffered with severe PTSD for five years until they stopped testing me. Um, severe anxiety and depression, and everything looked so bleak. So thank God I had my faith to carry me through because I had a long road to recover and to really regain a sense that God still had a plan for my life, even though I had so many struggles. Just really incredible how life can change in an instant. And also just that you had that foundation of faith. Praise God for that, because you're right that not everybody has that. And so, you know, after your accident, tell us a little bit about what life looked like in terms of your spiritual life. And then also tell us about how this led to just this huge blessing in your life. Who's your daughter? Yeah, I would say that my faith became very simple because I had a brain injury and I could hardly think of anything. And I would love to say that having a PhD in the Old Testament meant that I had many verses to pull from, but I didn't. My mind was blank, but I knew somehow deep down, almost like an instinct that God was with me. And there were so many promises that I had in Jesus Christ. But the one line that pulled me through several days in ICU was the line to live is Christ from the New Testament. And I thought, this is my moment. This is my moment. It's not a metaphor. For me, it was literal in every sense that to move forward, to live, to have the will to fight for my life was because Jesus Christ was within me. And I felt during those dark days, Stephanie, that the Lord's presence was stronger than I had ever experienced before. I truly felt that he was physically sustaining me as well as spiritual and emotional. So it was just the desire to have God in my life to keep living and the knowledge that God still had a plan for my life. And I didn't feel it. I didn't feel 
all the the aspects of my faith, but I knew it in my heart and mind that God did have a purpose and that he had allowed this to happen and somehow good for others would come about. And also, Stephanie, I claimed it, right? I needed a reason to live. So I said to the Lord, I'll keep fighting for life, but you better use this testimony in a powerful way. And so I think I tried to negotiate a bit with the Lord, but I know that was his plan from the beginning. And sure enough, day by day, I recovered little bit by little bit, kept moving forward. But after two years, the doctor told me that it was still very unlikely that I would have a baby. And I think the number was something like a chance of 0.00001. And in that moment, I felt so discouraged. But at the same time, I could give it to God because it was now a situation of the impossible. And that's God's realm, not our realm. So I laid it before the Lord. And in time, Stephanie, I did have a beautiful baby daughter. And even through pregnancy, the Lord did one miracle after another. She was a wild thing, Stephanie. She kicked me 18 hours a day. And some of the women who have been pregnant will not even believe that, but it's true. I learned to eat and sleep and everything else getting kicked. And by six months, I had no more scar tissue left in me. And even the hormonal change in me really reset me back to a much healthier person. So her little life was a miracle in every way and still gives me joy and a reason to live. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like you said about God being the one who's like in charge of the impossible, that's his realm, not ours. That really stuck out to me. And there's so many impossible stories, seems impossible, right? But it's not impossible for God. And they're in the Bible. And so we're going to talk about um, some of these stories that are maybe ordinary, extraordinary, both, because that's, that's God. And he works in the ordinary and he makes so many things just extraordinary. He performs miracles every day, big and small. And so let's start with why moms even need to read the Bible in the first place. We know that we should be reading the Bible, but let's talk about some of these fruits that you've seen in your life. Right. I think that when we study women in the Bible, we find inspiration and encouragement, but also we find comfort. And Stephanie, I say that because I so often feel alone. And that's changed recently because I've really been crying out to God for some like-minded friends. But during those dark times, especially in the years when I was suffering so much, and even when the lockdowns happened and I was literally alone all the time, just my little unit of Larry, my husband, Willow, and I, I was lonely. And so I can't tell you how much comfort I found in reading their stories and rereading them and really diving in and saying, wow, these women faced so many of the struggles that I faced. And I want to be resilient and faithful like they did. So how did they show their faithfulness to God? How, how did they get the courage to be so willing to say yes to the Lord? So they were great models for me, inspiration, encouragement. But also I think of my daughter now, I want her to know that she has incredible potential in Christ and God will do amazing things with her life if she stays humble and willing to say yes to the Lord. So how important to share these models with our kids so that our daughters see the potential they have in the Lord and that our sons see how important women are and that God values them so much. And I would pray that that plants within our boys a real respect for women, not only because we ask them to respect women, but because they see that God has such a high value of women as well. 
Yes. And there are so many women to focus on in the Bible and there's so much we can read in the Bible. I have um, listeners say, you know, where do I even start in the Bible? So I feel like this is a good conversation where they can get your Bible study and, you know, take it and run with it and really focus on the women of the Bible. Because again, there's so much to focus on. And like you're saying, when you were in, you know, the hospital and you were saying to live is Christ, you know, that's from the New Testament. So you know, if you want to go and look at the letters that Paul wrote, um, you could start there. You could, you know, look at the Gospels, the Psalms. There's so many places to go in the Bible. There's so much and it never ends. Like it's always, you know, living and true and sharper than any two-edged sword, right? So we can be constantly learning more from the Bible. So specifically the women of the Bible, like you're saying, you know, this inspires our girls and it helps our boys you know, just value women and the dignity of women and how we're meant to respect them. And there are these women in the Bible who we really look up to. And I know you have a woman in particular who really helped you on your road to recovery. So can you share about her? Absolutely. I think some of our listeners today will guess that it's the story of Hannah because her story is so much like my own. She faced the impossible situation of trying to have a child and the years are going by and it's not happening. And I say impossible because there are situations we face which we just feel that we've tried our best and it's just not happening. So for us, it feels humanly impossible. And that's where we find Hannah. And how does she respond? Stephanie, she goes to the Lord's temple and she pours out her heart in this prayer that is so earnest and so raw. And I think you, we can feel the emotion that she has and that the desperation that comes out in her prayer. And then after she prays, it's beautiful because the Bible says she got up and she ate and she went on her way and her face was no longer downcast. And what an encouragement to us that we can face sorrow and hardship and we can have these prayer requests that are so personal and such a struggle in our life and we can give it to God in real words, right? We can pour out our heart exactly how we feel. We don't need any specific words to express ourselves to God. He listens to everything. He knows our pain and suffering. He hears our heart even when we can't find the words. But then to look at Hannah's life and say, we can also walk with our head held high and we can have sorrow, but at the same time have the joy of the Lord and the comfort of his presence. And we can rest in the fact that we know God will make a way and he will answer our prayer one way or another. It might take some time, right? I think waiting can be a hardship. We might have to wait a while, but we can walk forward trusting God and knowing that he is making a way and he cares about our good. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, the the story of Hannah, I know you mentioned um, about her faithfulness. And so, you know, just the faithfulness of prayer and showing up every day to read your Bible. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I feel like you know, you're saying this waiting, that's really hard. I know it's hard for me to wait, but also just the faithfulness to keep showing up, keep praying this prayer that feels impossible that might not get answered in the way we want. Right. So how do, how do moms show up every day with this example of Hannah, this faithfulness that she shows in continuing to pray, continuing to read their Bible, even when they don't feel like it? 
Yeah, I think sometimes we can view our faith and our spiritual life as one aspect of who we are, but I have moved on my journey, Stephanie, to really see that my walk with God, my faith, my spiritual element is everything. And from that foundation comes the rest of the aspects of my life, even health and parenting and relationships, all that comes out of a rock solid relationship with God. So I think if we change our mindset and say, God is in everything, he is part of everything, we can give every single aspect of our Lord of our life to the Lord in prayer. And to me, that is really how we start our day. We have our coffee, to be honest, our coffee first. But then yes. my husband, my daughter and I, we always start the day with prayer, even if it's a one second prayer, because I got behind the time and I'm running out the door. But we try as hard as we can to take five, six minutes and we pray for everything. And it's funny. I think my daughter sometimes has the best prayers. She just opens her eyes and looks around and thanks God for everything she sees, listing all her animals and her toys and the furniture and the things she sees in the sky. And I love how, when she does that because it reminds me that we can give everything to God. We can thank God for everything, ask God's blessing on every aspect of our life and nothing is too small. And when we start our day with dedicating every part of our day to God, I think it begins to open up our eyes to an awareness of God being part of every aspect of our day. And I think we really feel a sense of blessing of the Lord on our day. And I think that's the start, Stephanie, to incorporating God into everything. And yet I also think that when we try to read the Bible, for a lot of people, it's a struggle because and certainly with women in the Bible, we don't live in a culture today where storytelling is a big feature of our life. So I think sometimes the skills of observing all the things that the Bible has to say is hard. It's a it's a talent, a skill that we need to develop. So I think sometimes turning to a Bible study is really helpful because it teaches us to be observant in the biblical text and to see the fine details, like the detail that Hannah was her face was no longer downcast. And if we become aware sometimes of the details in scripture, I think that makes the experience so much richer and more meaningful. And that, of course, drives us to God's word every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is in the details. I mean, that's what motherhood is too. And I think, you know, reading about these women in the Bible, and we're going to move on to the midwives, but you just really quickly, Hannah. Okay, so she had this blessing of the of this child who you know, she then dedicates to God. How can we see the story and then see our children as blessings? Because I feel like that is something that can be very hard. <laughs> um, it can feel hard to have kids. And how can we change our mindset to see them as blessings as Hannah did? That's so such a good question, Stephanie. And for me, um, you know, it's easy to see Willow as a gift from the Lord. And I say that because I was so desperate for her. I mean, when I say that I was desperate, it was in my mind all day long. I cried many times. I had many friends playing. I was so desperate for a family. And I have not forgotten now the pain and the long journey that it took me to finally get pregnant. So I think it's a blessing sometimes in our suffering, isn't it? Because it shows us as we see God's work in our life. It reminds us to be thankful and to have the view of that blessing as a gift from God. But not every story is like that. Some children come unintentionally. So just reminding ourselves that this life that we have been entrusted is a gift from God every single day. And 
their ongoing health and strength and everything about them and the way they grow. That is the work of the Lord in their lives. And I think just praying, praying for them every day, what a difference that makes in our perspective, especially I think moms, we always need to grow in patience, right? Always. So just praying, saying, Lord, again, today I dedicate myself to you. And I ask you to make me the most patient, kind, gentle person, especially, and this is for me, Stephanie, at about 445, when I have so many things to do, and I'm trying to get dinner ready. And it seems like everything goes wrong in the house every day. Oh, yes. First thing in the morning with my husband, I even dedicate those few minutes because I know that's going to be the challenge of my day. But again, I think it comes back to that theme of giving everything to the Lord, dedicating our day, praying, and then remembering at all times that this precious life that we have is a gift from God and a blessing, no matter how the child comes about. And just to remember, you know, that child sees Jesus through our actions, right? We are Christ to that child in the sense of our words and our actions. They learn about God through our example. So just remembering the high calling we have to bring those children to know God through our actions. And I think that the weight of that responsibility certainly inspires me. Yes, it inspires me too, definitely. And let's just end with, because, you know, moms listening to this podcast, they're wanting to better themselves. That's why you're there here. Um, So let's end with the story of the midwives and talk about how this story, and we're talking about ordinary things, right? Ordinary and extraordinary. I feel like the midwives are such a good example of the ordinary and they're just going about their duty, which I bet a lot of you moms listening are, and yet they're trying to be their best selves. They're trying to obey God and follow him and just do their best. And and that's what we're all trying to do each day, right? That's why you're here. You're trying to do your best. We're all just trying to show up each day and do our best and be faithful to the Lord and, and do what he's asked us to do each day. And a lot of times it does look very ordinary, Uh, like doing the dishes, doing the laundry, um, wiping many things. And so let's just end with the story of the midwives and how this can encourage moms listening to really just be more faithful to the Lord and be obedient to what he's called us to right here, right now. Yeah, the story of the midwives. So here we have these two women, and they are bringing children as best they can healthy and safely into the world. And they're caring for the moms, and they're just doing their job day after day. And yet the context of where when they do their job is spectacular. Their story comes at the beginning of Exodus, right before God does incredible miracles to deliver all of Israel from the slavery in Egypt. So we can have great expectations when we read this story for what's going to happen. And indeed, these midwives, their whole life changes when the Pharaoh asks them to not bring the baby safely into the world, but instead to kill all the baby boys. And in that moment, they have a massive choice to make. Are they going to continue to bring life and continue to fulfill God's call? Or are they going to save their own lives and obey the Pharaoh? And so these women, they take an extraordinary risk. And yet, Stephanie 
the risk is to do ordinary. All they do is they decide to show up the next day and keep doing their job. And what an inspiration to moms today that God's call is often to keep doing our jobs, to keep being the best moms we can be, to keep raising our children for the Lord. And yet the times we live in and the context makes that such a challenge that even our ordinary acts are truly extraordinary. And when we look at the midwives, the outcome of their story is that they do save their lives. They are not killed by the Pharaoh for their treason. And yet because they kept doing their job and following God, they saved a generation of boys. And many of your listeners will know that one of the boys they saved is Moses who rises up to lead the people of Israel into freedom. And so Moses's great act and all the things God did in Moses' life began with the story of the midwives. And what a reminder, Stephanie, that through our ordinary acts and our faithfulness day after day to our children, God is doing something so incredible that we can't possibly know it. We can't possibly know the impact of our actions and the scope of all God is doing through our lives, even when our actions seem so ordinary and are just the day-to-day tasks of life. Just so incredible, Marina. And everybody, if you think this is good, well, you're going to have to get Marina's book. Uh, Marina Hoffman, her book is available on Amazon, and you can connect with Marina at her website, womeninthebible.info. And just imagine a whole book like this where she's diving deeply into these stories of women in the Bible. And us moms need women role models, right? We need these role models. So can you just close by letting us know what readers can expect when they grab your Bible study? And then can you close us in a prayer? Thank you. So the study goes through eight stories of women in the Bible, and it gives everything you need to really understand these stories and to pull a lot of inspiration out from the background and context to asking thoughtful questions that really teach us to observe the details in this story and then to apply it to our lives. And the video series is free. It's on my website. And I know Stephanie will put that in the show notes. So if you're interested in what God wants to say to you through these women, if you want role models for your daughters and your sons, then by all means, I'll be so happy for you to look up the book and connect with me on my website. And let me say a prayer for us. Lord, have your anointing and your blessing on every mom listening right now, because they are doing your work. And it all began with, um, you know, the first days of pregnancy, just growing that child within us and sharing the responsibility of bringing a life into the world, your task, Lord, that you have given us a part in. So thank you for the very special role that women and moms have on earth to bring about life. And Lord, on the hard days where it's a challenge to continue to reflect you in all of our words and actions, and our kids are testing us constantly and presenting so many challenges to us. Lord, in those moments, we ask for an extra dose of your Holy Spirit and presence. And Lord, just the vision that you are calling us day by day to reflect you so that we can raise godly children who know you and love you and then go out and make a powerful difference for your kingdom in this world. So Lord, in the midst of the day-to-day challenges and all the ordinary things we have to do to get through and to keep our family safe and happy, Lord, in those ordinary moments, remind us of your vision of the extraordinary 
and that you're doing something incredible that we won't even see um, until the future, until they're grown up and we see all that you've called them to do. So give us that eternal perspective, God, and strength in the day to day. In your name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Mom's podcast. Thanks for listening to Mom's podcast. Thanks for listening today, friend. I'm so grateful to have you here as part of the 500 Seconds to Joy community. And if you love what you heard here, please share it with a friend. Let's build up the body of Christ and spread joy and love to more Christian families just like you. Until next time, I am so grateful to have you here. And I am praying for you and your family. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now.